You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show, coming right up with Gavin Walker. Thank you. 
Well, we would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. And this, of course, is the uh, last show in the month of January. That's what I call it now with the, uh, with the tropical weather we've been having. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, enjoy it while we can. One never knows. Now, I know they've been talking about this uh, huge potential blizzard in New York and uh, paralyzing everything, closing schools, stopping the subways, uh, closing businesses, uh, uh, telling people not to drive. Um, as a matter of fact, enforcing that, <laughs> except for emergency vehicles, um, <laughs> all kinds of things. Uh, you know, I, I often wonder um, whether the, the media hype has been overblown. We've been subject to that sometimes with our weather here, where um, if you listen to the media, it, it, it really stirs people into almost a panic mode that Armageddon is going to happen. Um, New York gets storms, and uh, they do. Let's hope it's not as severe as uh, everyone is predicting, but I guess you have to be prepared, uh, and people are, uh, of course, because that's where they live, and they know about that stuff. So um, if it really does turn bad, I really wish all the folks in New York well. And, of course, uh, Canada's going to get it, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and... um, Various other, Philadelphia will get it, uh, that whole area. Anyway, we're basking in this uh, incredibly warm weather, which I just love. I think it's great. Uh, I took a long walk today, and it was uh, it was just wonderful. It was like being uh, out there in springtime and uh, really nice. And uh, uh, some of the buds are up and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Anyway, that's it. This is The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here for the next three hours or so um, with some of the very best in jazz music. And uh, as has been our uh, policy um, since actually um, August, our jazz feature is first. And the feature tonight is a musician who actually is older than Sonny Rollins. Can you imagine? <laughs> Sonny Rollins is kind of the Methuselah of jazz at 83. Jimmy Heath is 88. He is still performing and lecturing and represents part of some of the most important uh, part, was a big part of one of the most important eras of jazz music, and of course that was the coming of age of modern jazz. To tell you a little bit about Jimmy Heath, he was, uh, he's the middle Heath brother. Now, um, we had the great Percy Heath, who just passed away, the great bass player, who was one of the foremost exponents of the bass, passed away a couple of years ago. He was the older brother. Jimmy is the middle brother. And the youngest brother, of course, is still very much alive and very much a part of uh, jazz, Tootie Heath, Albert Heath, great, great drummer, who has visited Vancouver actually a couple of times and uh, always welcome. What a great personality. Well, Jimmy was the middle brother. He was born October 25th, 1926 in Philadelphia. And he began his career 
Um, he grew up with John Coltrane, and they practiced together out of exercise books and so on. He's very close to, to Coltrane. They were best of friends, hung out together, uh, traded instruments and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Jimmy Heath, um, like a lot of people, uh, began his musical um, odyssey playing the alto saxophone. That was his first instrument. And, of course, he, uh, like all the other alto players of the time that were playing in the modern idiom, uh, fell under the influence of Charlie Parker. And uh, Jimmy Heath was so close to Bird in his sound and, and approach, he was called Little Bird. Well, Jimmy Heath is a little man, too. He's only five feet and a uh, little small man, but uh, big talent. Now, like a lot of... Um, Alto players at the time, John Coltrane was playing alto. Sonny Rollins was playing alto. Um, Hank Mobley was playing alto saxophone at the time. And when they were developing, of course, they realized that Bird was the all-encompassing influence, and they couldn't escape Charlie Parker. So they all switched to tenor saxophone, the larger horn, and developed their personalities on the tenor. Sonny Stitt did the same thing, but he also played alto and, uh, of course, became a double threat man on both of those instruments. But uh, Jimmy Heath um, then began to really score on, on tenor saxophone and began playing with um, such people as Miles Davis and J.J. Johnson, made some wonderful recordings in the mid-50s. But Jimmy Heath had an extra talent. And this is what our jazz feature is all about. He writes and arranges, uh, and a beautiful writer and composer. And this was um, his added talent, and he contributed to these important dates that Miles Davis did for Blue Note and J.J. Johnson. What happened to Jimmy, sadly, was uh, what happened to a lot of musicians in the 50s. He uh, developed a, a drug habit, a dope habit. And he got busted. A lot of people escaped that. Poor Jimmy didn't. And he was put in front of a hanging judge who gave him a very, very severe sentence. And Jimmy was gone for most of the 50s. He was incarcerated. Fortunately, um, being a great musician... He was lucky uh, in prison. He was able to play his horn almost every day and conducted the prison orchestra. And uh, he was able to keep his marriage together um, and uh, everything else. And he, interestingly enough, wrote a lot of interesting compositions while he was incarcerated. And Tootie, his younger brother, would go visit Jimmy in prison, and they would smuggle out these charts. And uh, Tootie um, uh, made sure that all the great band leaders knew that there were some new compositions by Jimmy Heath. And his compositions were recorded by such people as Art Blakey, uh, Chet Baker, and so on and so forth. And the royalties helped um, the Heath family and Heath's wife survive during Jimmy's period of incarceration. Jimmy came out in 1959, clean, sober, never ever to look back on that uh, um, unsavory history in his personal life. Luckily enough, he was hired by Miles Davis to replace John Coltrane, but there was a 
There was a thorn in there. A monkey wrench, in other words. Jimmy was still on parole from his prison sentence and could not travel with Miles Davis. So he only played a couple of local gigs in New York and had to say, I I can't do this because of my parole obligations. He was allowed to go home to Philadelphia, but he had to stay within the Philadelphia-New York axis. Fortunately, so after this setback, Jimmy was befriended by the great owner of Riverside Records, the one and only Oren Keep News. And Keep News and his wife actually became friends with, with Jimmy's whole family. And Oren became a, a real supporter of Jimmy's talent and signed him to a lovely contract to Riverside Records. And Jimmy made a lot of important albums, big band albums, small group albums, uh, quartet albums for Riverside Records. And, of course, his career blossomed after that. And now Jimmy is really a part of uh, jazz history and uh, still a very, very important personality. Which brings us to our jazz feature. This album was produced by Jimmy's friend, Bill Cosby. Okay, now we all know that Cosby, there's some stuff happening with Bill Cosby today, but he's always been a friend of jazz music. And he put the money behind this recording because he, uh, Cosby is from Philadelphia and knew all the musicians and was a great respecter of Jimmy Heath and uh, sponsored this um, big band recording. Big band recordings are expensive. And Jimmy was able to hire the cream of the crop to play his uh, music on this album. And it came out in, early, in the early 90s, and it won a Grammy Award and all kinds of other awards. The album is called Little Man, Big Band. And there are eight wonderful compositions on here, including one actually written by Bill Cosby, because he has a little bit of musical talent there. And uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. The people in the band... Uh, I'll run down the personnel for you. In the trumpet section, the great Lou Soloff and the great Virgil Jones and the great Claudio Roditi, along with Bob Milliken and John Eckert, all playing trumpet. Uh, On trombones, John Mosca, Eddie Burt, Benny Powell, and on bass trombone, Jack Jeffers. The saxophone section is wonderful, with the great Jerome Richardson playing lead alto saxophone. And my good friend Ted Nash, who plays in the Wynton Marcellus uh, Lincoln Center Orchestra on alto sax, playing second alto. Um, Bill Easley is on tenor saxophone. And another good friend of mine, Lawrence Schoenberg, is playing tenor saxophone. And the great late Danny Bank is on baritone. In the rhythm section, the wonderful Aquarian piano player, Roland Hanna. And on guitar... Tony Perrone, very talented, uh, lesser-known guitarist. Ben Brown is the bassist, no relation to Ray Brown. And the great Louis Nash on drums. And uh, on one of the tunes, Steve Kroon uh, joins on percussion. The compositions, the soloists we're going to hear, basically, if you hear a trumpet, it's going to be either Virgil Jones, uh, Lou Soloff, or... Uh, Claudio Roditi. 
The only uh, saxophone solos are Jimmy Heath himself on tenor saxophone. And if you hear a piano solo, of course, it's going to be by Roland Hanna. And if you hear a guitar solo, it's going to be by Tony Perrone. So basically, not a whole lot to talk about uh, with the soloists. It's pretty obvious. The compositions, we begin with one called Train Connections. And of course, that's dedicated to Jimmy's best friend, John Coltrane. That's the first tune. The second tune is uh, called um, Two Friends. And that is the tune which is written by Bill Cosby. And that's tune number two, Two Friends. Third tune is a beautiful, uh, it's a ballad, it's a tone poem, and it's, and it's called The Voice of the Saxophone. Tune number four is dedicated to another hero, musical hero from the same era. You should know who this one is dedicated to. The tune is called Forever Sunny. Tune number five is an old Jimmy Heath composition that he first wrote when he was uh, playing with Miles Davis in the early 50s. It's called CTA, which is short for uh, Chicago Transit Authority. (laughs) That's who it was named for, for some reason. Um, Tune number six is dedicated to the great uh, alter ego of Duke Ellington, Billy Strayhorn, and it's called simply Ellington's Strayhorn. Another wonderful composition that Jimmy wrote and Miles Davis made famous is tune number seven, and it's called Gingerbread Boy. And the final tune is called Without You, No Me. And that's dedicated to Jimmy Heath's lovely wife, Mona, who he's still happily married to. All right, we're going to get to the jazz feature. Enough of my rambling. This was recorded... In New York City, January 30th, 31st, and March the 3rd, 1992. And I hope you enjoy our jazz feature this evening, the music of the one and only James Edward Heath. Little Bird, Jimmy Heath.
Our jazz feature for this evening, the music of one of the great fathers of modern jazz, Jimmy Heath. And this is from an award-winning album that was produced by, as I mentioned before, Bill Cosby, who um, has always been a friend of jazz. And, of course, um, unfortunately, uh, some stuff is happening in his uh, life today. Um, the mere mention of his name brings uh, a reaction from people. But uh, be that as it may, Cosby has always put his money where his mouth is in terms of jazz and the respect that this great American music deserves. So, um, with that in mind, he, of course, financed um, this album and gave Jimmy Heath an opportunity to write for an incredible big band. And Jimmy Heath, as I mentioned before, is the middle brother of the famous Philadelphia Heaths, which included the late, his late older brother, Percy Heath, one of the foremost exponents of the bass, and his younger brother, Tootie Heath, who was one of the foremost exponents of the drums. And um, amazing. Jimmy Heath, still alive. He's 88. That's right. And he's still performing, lecturing. And uh, I neglected to mention in the uh, preamble at the beginning that Jimmy Heath wrote a book. It's the autobiography of Jimmy Heath. And I guess you can get, get it on... Um, Amazon or, or order it from uh, uh, Chapters Indigo or whatever your favorite bookstore is. The book is called I Walked with Giants, and it's the autobiography of Jimmy Heath. And uh, it's an incredible read and most interesting um, history of that Jimmy Heath was a part and parcel of. The band... We heard uh, several trumpet soloists, and I'll, I'll name them, uh, but if you heard a piano, it was Roland Hanna, the great uh, Detroit-born pianist, um, born under the sign of Aquarius. <laughs> I like that, because I am too, and uh, Roland Hanna on piano. Uh, if you heard a guitar, it was Tony Perone, and um, if you heard, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, in terms of soloist, but there were different trumpet soloists on different pieces, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. And also Jimmy played soprano saxophone on one piece as well. So um, we'll run down the selections. These are all Jimmy Heath uh, arrangements, and seven of the eight are his compositions. So the first one is dedicated to one of his closest friends and compatriots, John Coltrane, and the piece is called Train Connections. That was the first piece we heard. The second piece was actually written by Bill Cosby and expanded and arranged by Jimmy, and it, it was uh, dedicated to their friendship, and it's simply entitled Two Friends. The third tune is from Jimmy's um, Afro-American Suite, and uh, we heard a movement from there. It's called The Voice of the Saxophone. Then, dedication to Sonny Rollins, where we added uh, percussionist Steve Kroon uh, to add to the um, sort of Latinized feel of that tune. The tune is called Forever Sunny. Then we go back to a tune that Jimmy Heath wrote back in the early 50s called CTA. So that was tune number five. The tune where he picks up the soprano saxophone is on the very beautiful 
um, dedication to Duke Ellington and his alter ego, Billy Strayhorn, that Jimmy called Ellington's Strayhorn, featuring Jimmy Heath on soprano saxophone. Then another staple in the Heath repertoire that uh, he wrote and was made famous by the one and only Miles Davis, Gingerbread Boy. And the final tune was dedicated to his um, devoted wife, Mona, and it was called Without You, No Me, Jimmy Heath. And we heard some uh, fine, um, I'll just run down the rhythm section. I mentioned Roland Hanna, of course, on piano, Tony Perone on guitar, Ben Brown on bass, and the wonderful Lewis Nash on drums. And, of course, for all the guys in the, the rest of the orchestra, um, what a beautiful band. And, of course, uh, I named them all at the top of the uh, top of the uh, show. We don't have to go through all the names again, but, of course, they're some of the most prominent people in, uh, in jazz music, and most of them are still with us. So uh, there you are. Jimmy Heath from his wonderful album, Little Man, Big Band. That was our jazz feature this evening. We're going to have a few messages, and then we're going to come back with some vocals. That's right. <laughs> I do like vocals, especially when they're sung by Sheila Jordan. Sheila Jordan is coming to Vancouver with uh, the great bassist Cameron Brown. And it's a presentation of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. I'm looking forward to, to hearing her at Ironworks down in um, just east of Gastown. And that's a, a really fine venue. And Sheila will be performing just the two of them, um, Cameron Brown on bass and Sheila Jordan on vocals. And uh, I should tell you that she's 85 years old, and she's still traveling. She's still singing. She's still delivering and, and, and making music. Uh, she's really a, a, a wonderful personality and a wonderful lady who's been through all the eras in jazz music. And, uh, you know, when, when, she, when she was young, um, Charlie Parker would invite her up to sing. I mean, Charlie Parker didn't have to invite anybody up to play, uh, never mind any, any singers. And, um, but when he saw Sheila, he always invited her up to do a couple of songs. And even in her very early days, she was, uh, had all the respect of um, musicians. And, of course, um, there you are. And, of course, Sheila Jordan is still at this... Uh, age, still going strong. So, pretty wonderful. And uh, that's all I can say. We'll hear some of her music uh, right after uh, some messages, including this one. I did say this one. <laughs> uh, something happened here, uh, but we'll get to it in a moment. Uh, for some reason, uh, one of the players isn't uh, working, but uh, this is the message that, uh, and uh, you can imagine what it is. I don't really have to tell you. So here, here we go with this message.
<laughs> yeah, a little delay. Well, you know, the weather is delaying too. Apparently they have, uh, according to uh, what I understand right now, they have shut down New York City. Uh, it's, the, the blizzard hasn't happened, but they've shut down everything in New York City. Uh, subways, uh, there, is, there are no cars allowed um, on the road, which I assume would in, include taxis, only emergency vehicles designated emergency vehicles. Uh, everything is shut down. They, they, they've told all the businesses to shut down. And, you know, if there is a, a blizzard, if, if it does really blow up, I wonder how many people are going to be out on the street uh, without any means to, of shelter. Um, it's kind of crazy, but uh, that's what's happening. Wow. We're so lucky with our weather here. And, uh, Tonight is increasing cloudiness with a 40% chance of a shower, perhaps overnight, with a low of 6. Tomorrow is going to be continuing warm, but uh, 70% chance of a shower and cloudy all day, with a low of 6 and a high of 11. Then Wednesday and Thursday, uh, there's no precipitation in the forecast. It's still pretty warm. Uh, It's just going to be cloudy for two days with a low of 5 and a high of 9. And then pretty nice for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It looks good. A mix of sun and cloud um, with temperatures between uh, lows of 1 or 2 and highs between 8 and 9. So kind of a continuation of this, uh, of this tropical weather. So there you go. All right. That's it. And uh, one more message. For a taste of the classics with a twist, join me, Marguerite, with Classical Chaos Sunday mornings starting at 9, right here on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver, Canada. The very best in bluegrass music, plus classic country, Cajun, rockabilly, western swing, and whatever jumps off the shelves at us. Tune in every Tuesday morning at 6.30 for Pacific Pacific Pickin' with your host, Arthur Berman. And I'm Andrea. The lovely Andrea, who will also provide you with our concert calendar and every bit of news and information you can possibly need. And as if that wasn't enough... There's a warm-up show at 6, featuring a little bit of a wider variety of roots and branches of bluegrass music. So tune in each morning, 6 for the warm-up show, 6.30 for the main show, Pacific Pickin' on CITR 101.9 in Vancouver. Well, you guessed it. You're listening to CITR FM 101.9. Or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show. Sheila Jordan, one of the legendary vocalists. We're going to hear three tracks from this album uh, recorded a few years ago in New York with the great Kenny Barron on piano, Harvey Swartz on bass, who is known now as simply Harvey S., uh, and Ben Riley on drums. And we're going to hear three tunes from this uh, wonderful album, which came out on Muse Records. And uh, Sheila is going to do these songs for you. The first one is um, 
a jazz tune, a jazz composition, which was written by Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie. And so she's going to do some scatting on, on this and uh, have a lot of fun with uh, the tune Anthropology. Of course, it's a jazz standard. The second tune is uh, a very beautiful composition. It's actually a folk tune. And um, it was introduced to Sheila by, uh, it's a Scots ballad, actually, and it was introduced uh, to Sheila by pianist Fred Hirsch. And she fell in love with the song and sings a beautiful version of The Water is Wide. And we're going to finish off the trio of tunes with um, a tune called My Shining Hour. And um, it's a Harold Arlen tune. And a beautiful, it's segueing into another great tune that was written by Frankie Wayne. And it's called We'll Be Together Again. So my shining hour segueing into We'll Be Together Again. So three tunes by the great Sheila Jordan, beginning with Bird and Dizzy's Anthropology. Thank you. 
Trusted Love 
but love grows Shining hour till I'm with you again. 
Three songs by the great Sheila Jordan, who, as I mentioned, is uh, coming to Vancouver on uh, March the 3rd. She'll be playing uh, at Ironworks with her bassist, Cameron Brown, just the two of them. And it'll be uh, an intimate concert of uh, um, songs and, of course, uh, Sheila's incredible personality and charisma. And she's 80. 85, going on 86. <laughs> amazing, quite an amazing uh, personality. We heard her here from an album called Lost and Found, which was recorded a few years ago with the great Kenny Barron at the piano, uh, Harvey S. on bass, Harvey Swartz, and Ben Riley on drums. And we heard three tunes uh, from this album. The first was uh, a Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie composition called Anthropology, and, of course, uh, Sheila showed her scatting chops on that one. And then the beautiful Scottish folk song that uh, she fell in love with and decided to record, The Water is Wide. And then uh, two tunes segued together. Um, Harold Arlen's My Shining Hour and Frankie Lane's We'll Be Together Again, Sheila Jordan. Triumvirate of tunes, and uh, we'll hear more from Sheila um, toward, um, well, next month and so on and so forth, uh, looking forward to her show at Ironworks. And if you want information on that, you can go to uh, coastaljazz.ca because the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society is presenting that show. Next up, we're going to hear some Max Roach, a very unique band that he had together in the late 50s. And uh, no piano. Uh, tuba, tenor saxophone, trumpet, bass, and drums. And we're going to hear some selections by that band in just a few moments. Just like to remind you that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. This is The Jazz Show, and my name's Gavin Walker, and... Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. 
When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the UBC and Kitsilano area at Australian Boot Company, Banyan Books and Sound, The Bike Kitchen, The Cove, Dantry's Pub, Displace Hashery, Limelight Video, The Eatery, Fresh's Best Salsa, Gargoyle's Bar and Grill, Lotus Land Tattoo, Nuba Kitsilano, Prussian Music, Rufus's Guitar Shop, and the UBC Bookstore. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. All right. Mr. Max Roach, one of the great drummers in jazz, the late great Max Roach. We're going to hear three tunes. This was a, a unique band that he put together with some newcomers then on the scene. This album was recorded in New York in November of 1958, and Max had uh, revamped his band and uh, brought in two great musicians who were from the Memphis area. One of them, of course, is the great trumpeter Booker Little, who actually, for me, was the Wynton Marcellus of his day. Booker didn't live very long. He died of uremic poisoning. It's a, a, a kidney ailment. And he was only 23. Um, a young, young man. Uh, he had so much potential and, of course, recorded um, very little, but uh, <laughs> no pun intended on his last name. But Booker Little's uh, uh, was played with such authority and such um, uh, originality. He was an amazing trumpet player. And um, it must have been just devastating for Max Roach to have lost Booker Little because a few years earlier he had lost Clifford Brown. And both of these, uh, both of these men were, were examples of what a real jazz musician should be. Uh, they were straight up, um, didn't use drugs or, or, or weren't messed up, didn't have psychological problems, uh, none of that stuff and just played so beautifully. And Booker Little is, um, this is some nice Booker Little stuff, even, even in his early days here. Uh, the other Memphian was the great George Coleman, who, of course, is uh, due now for uh, a big grant. They're finally recognizing George, um, and, and he'll get that MacArthur grant, which is uh, going to give him $25,000, and U.S. dollars now, <laughs> worth a little more than uh, Canuck bucks, and uh, uh, also the, the, the honor and the recognition that George Coleman so deserves, one of the major voices of the tenor saxophone. Here he is in prime early form. We're actually going to hear two Coleman compositions. The other horn player on here is a young man 16 years old. That's right. And uh, unfortunately, um, he didn't live a long life and got involved with uh, things that uh, one shouldn't, drugs and so on and so forth. But um, wonderful musician, very creative. His name, Ray Draper. The instrument he plays is the tuba. 
And it adds to the, the ensemble. This sounds like a, 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 one of those German marching bands, <laughs> although they're playing jazz. It's just the instrumentation has that kind of sound. Uh, if, you, if you've ever heard um, these small German marching bands with uh, brass instruments, the sound is like this band. On bass is the great Dr. Arthur Davis, Art Davis on bass, and of course Max Roach on drums. We're going to hear three tunes. The first one is a, the George Coleman composition called Variations on the Scene. And the second tune is um, a tune that Charlie, a pop tune that Charlie Parker put on the map, and it features Booker Little's trumpet work. And the tune is called Old Folks, and it's not played as a ballad. And the final tune is my favorite uh, on this album. It's a George Coleman composition that he wrote for um, an Egyptian lady friend of his and um, named it after her. And the tune is called Sadiga. So here we go with Max Roach and his award-winning quintet.
A band with a very unique sound. Max Roach and his quintet, his uh, award-winning quintet. This is from an album that came out on Time Records called Award-Winning Drummer. And, of course, Max was at the top of the polls for so many years and such an influence on all drummers, the great Max Roach. This was recorded in New York City November 25, 1958, and this was a new setting for Max. No piano in this band and a three-horn front line with uh, the late great and very young Booker Little on the trumpet, George Coleman on tenor saxophone, Ray Draper on tuba, 16 years old, Art Davis on bass, Dr. Arthur Davis, and, of course, Mr. Roach on drums. And we heard three tunes, uh, two tunes written by George Coleman. The first Coleman composition was called Variations on the Scene, the second tune was a standard that Charlie Parker kind of brought into the jazz uh, mold, a tune called Old Folks, and that was a feature for Booker Little. The final tune was George Coleman's composition, Minor Blues, called Sadiga. So we hope you enjoyed those, uh, those th- three tunes from uh, this album, Award-Winning Drummer. came out on Time Records and um, may be uh, hard to find these days. You are, of course, listening to The Jazz Show on CITR, FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. And, uh, of course, I always mention a couple of great websites to uh, check out. One of them is VancouverJazz.com, Brian Nation's website. He... uh, Keeps it up to date with all the little gigs that are happening around Vancouver, all the little jazz gigs, which, of course, are uh, all over the city. And, of course, prominently down at Pat's Pub. There's a lot of good jazz down there. Not uh, They don't have jazz every night. So that's why you, you have to check it out on the website when jazz is happening there. And, of course, it is happening regularly 
uh, every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7 at Pat's Pub down at the downtown east side. And uh, this Saturday is uh, pianist Tony Foster, one of my favorite musicians, and his trio will be playing there. Uh, Tony's a great musician, travels all over the place, too, plays a lot in the States and so on. The guy's, Tony is something else. He's an excellent pianist. And um, so to hear the best in piano trio music, uh, make it on down to uh, Pat's Pub, Saturday afternoon, 3 to 7. And, of course, lots of other little gigs around town, and, and, and you can refer to them if you get onto to um, Brian Nation's website, VancouverJazz.com, because he posts uh, those gigs. There are links on that site, and you can, you can see all kinds of things, including our jazz features as well. So uh, check it out if you haven't already, VancouverJazz.com. That's a good one to know. Um, and also another one of, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. And these people, uh, their office may be uh, closed right now because they're renovating um, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, they're not sleeping. They're all working and um, planning, of course, this uh, not only uh, spring events like Winteruption, uh, <laughs> I say spring events because of the weather. Uh, Winteruption, which is a regular feature down on Granville Island, all kinds of artists coming. Um, and, and, of course, uh, individual shows. And, of course, uh, the pre-jazz festival with uh, uh, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga for a couple of nights at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. And, of course, the 30th anniversary of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. They have some big plans this year. Uh, including uh, some extended days, uh, more venues, and just more music. It'll be, it'll be something else. It'll be huge. Yes, huge, <laughs> as John Orsick would say, the uh, beloved media director. He's working hard, too. He's not in the office, but he's working uh, all the time. So uh, there it is, coastaljazz.ca. That's their website. One more thing is my buddy Ken Speller, a uh, wonderful music teacher. If you need a teacher for um, learning the flute, the clarinet, the saxophone. He's a good guy to go to. He really knows his stuff, and he's a good teacher. He's, uh, he's strict, and um, he does things correctly, but he's good, and, and uh, he'll, he'll make you sound better than, um, than you are at present. Um, that's the kind of guy he is, because that's, he'll hear what you can do and, and, and focus on how to improve it. But um, the... The other thing that he does so well is repair uh, woodwind instruments, saxophones, clarinets, flutes. He's very good at that, excellent at that, as a matter of fact, and he has his own workshop right in his home, so he keeps his prices very reasonable. And woodwind instruments are like cars. They, they have to be maintained, otherwise they start to fall apart after a while, and, and uh, you're not going to play, uh, you're not going to sound good on a on a botched instrument with leaky pads and stuff like that. You just can't. I don't care whether you're Charlie Parker. You can't do that. Um, Your instrument has to be in good shape. So there you go. Ken Speller's the guy to know and uh, the guy to go to. So he's at um, 778. That's his phone number. 778-800-1933. 778-800-1933. Reach him via email, kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. kspeller, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. Here's um, a couple of things by pianist Horace Parlin, who celebrated a birthday last week. 84. 
And uh, this is from a, a quite a rare album that he did with two of my favorite saxophone players on here, Frank Strozier on alto saxophone, and the other Frank is Frank Foster on tenor saxophone. Lyle Atkinson is on bass. Horace Parlin, of course, is leading the band on the piano. And the great Al Harewood on drums, who just passed away recently. Wonderful, um, tasteful drummer. And we're going to hear a couple of tunes. We're going to start with a Horace Parlin composition I, um, and uh, go from there. But the, f- uh, the first tune that we're going to hear is, is the opening track on this Steeplechase album. And it's called Frankly Speaking, I guess dedicated to the, the two Franks. Pianist Horace Parlin and Great Company.
Nice bass playing by uh, Lyle Atkinson on those three tracks. Uh, Al Harewood, one of the most tasty uh, of the old uh, school New York drummers. And, of course, um, the two saxophonists, uh, Frank Strozier on alto saxophone and Frank Foster on tenor saxophone. Two Franks. And the leader of this um, crew, the great Horace Parlin on piano, who celebrated his 84th birthday just uh, last week. And this is from an album uh, called Frankly Speaking. We heard the, uh, the title track written by Horace Parlin. The second tune we heard was a Lyle Atkinson composition called Hit It. And the final tune was written by drummer Tony Inzalaco. And that was called Veronica's Walk. And three tunes from this um, fairly elusive uh, steeplechase album that I uh, treasure because of the two, uh, well, just everybody in the band. But I'm especially fond of the two Franks, Frank Foster and Frank Strozier on tenor and alto saxophone, respectively. We are going to uh, turn back the clock. Yes, big time, as a matter of fact, one of the finest small chamber groups in jazz history. An amazing little band led by clarinetist Benny Gunban. Benny, of course, uh, began this whole project with a trio with uh, Teddy Wilson on piano and Gene Krupa on drums. And uh, they continued to perform. But then Lionel Hampton was added on vibes and the trio became the legendary Benny Goodman Quartet. And, of course, uh, this was just an amazing little band and the interplay between these two. Um, Sociologically, this was uh, a big step for Benny Goodman, too, to hire two African-American musicians to perform throughout the country with him uh, because this was not done in 30s America. Um, although there was a lot of interplay between Caucasian uh, musicians and African-American musicians after hours um, at special clubs and so on. But on great concert stages and in the ballrooms, the bands were pretty well segregated, a black band and a white band with very few, very little intermixing. Goodman was one of the pioneers of that because he hired these gentlemen on the basis of their immense talent, and Teddy Wilson on piano and Lionel Hampton on vibes, of course, became legends and uh, two of the greatest exponents on their instruments. And, of course, Gene Krupa on drums. What a dynamo. He was uh, somebody who brought the drums to the forefront. And, of course, uh, I remember my uh, dear departed mother. She said if she hadn't met my dad she would have fallen madly in love with Gene Krupa and chased him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, perhaps uh, I would have ended up being the, the son of Gene Krupa. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she married my dad, so I'm very happy about that. Anyhow, we're going to hear some tunes by this uh, quartet uh, recorded in Hollywood in uh, late, June, uh, late July and early August of 1937. We're going to open the set with uh, Avalon and go from there and just hear a bunch of tunes, and I'll tell you what they are after we hear them. Benny Goodman on clarinet, Teddy Wilson on piano, Lionel Hampton on vibes, and Gene Krupa on drums. The first tune, actually, we're going to hear is an old standard written by Al Jolson called Avalon. <laughs> 
Of course, the Benny Goodman Quartet. Benny Goodman on clarinet, along with uh, Teddy Wilson on piano, Lionel Hampton on vibes, and Gene Krupa on drums. Going back a few years, 
You could call that great-granddad's jazz, but uh, great-granddad's pretty hip, I'll tell you. And, of course, that was one of the finest small groups in the history of jazz music, the Benny Goodman Quartet, one of my favorite groups. Uh, we heard five tunes, beginning with uh, Al Jolson's Avalon. Then we went to Fats Waller's great tune, Handful of Keys. Then the ballad, uh, George and Ira Gershwin's The Man I Love. Then um, a tune written by, who knows, uh, a tune called Smiles. It was a big hit back in the, back in the day, written by a guy named Will Callahan. And uh, the final tune was Liza, Till the Clouds Roll Away, written by Gus Kahn and the Gershwin Brothers. The Benny Goodman Quartet, all recorded in Hollywood uh, in the latter part of July and the early part of August of 1937. Mm-hmm. Here is a legendary session with alto saxophonist Frank Morgan. And uh, Frank um, was one of those legendary musicians. If you read up about Frank, he uh, fell into um, the drug thing, as a lot of young musicians in the 50s did, and ended up uh, spending most of his adult life in jails um, because of narcotics offenses. But he never stopped playing. And, of course, when he reemerged, in um, about 1985, he was celebrated as, and began recording. And, of course, people realized that he hadn't lost anything. And Frank Morgan um, performed at the uh, Corey Weed Cellar and uh, played um, a couple of concerts for the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. He's, of course, um, passed away, but uh, his wonderful alto saxophone playing is uh, always been a favorite of uh, many, many people. And um, I love Frank Morgan's playing. This is a rather legendary session, which features uh, Frank with uh, Jack Sheldon on trumpet, James Clay from Texas. He didn't record a whole lot. James Clay was a highly thought of musician. He's heard on tenor saxophone and a one-track on flute. Bobby Timmons is at the piano. Jimmy Bond is on bass. And Lawrence Marable is on drums. And this, all of this stuff was recorded just before Frank uh, went away for another long stretch, um, recorded uh, on August 11th, 1956. He, um, he, was, uh, he was out, when he recorded this, he was out on parole and then got busted again a, a few days after this recording session. So this is, uh, this is great stuff. Uh, we're going to open with... Um, a thing called the Crescendo Blues, and play a couple of tunes to uh, close out the program. And we'll let you know what they are after you hear them. But first, Crescendo Blues. The legendary Frank Morgan and company
Uh, Frank Morgan, the legendary Frank Morgan, with a bunch of tunes to uh, close our show this evening, and a hand-picked quintet, uh, recorded in 1956 in August in Los Angeles, and we heard Jack Sheldon on trumpet, we heard James Clay on tenor saxophone and flute, and um, we heard Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Bond on bass, and Lawrence Marable on drums. And uh, some great tunes. The um, first one was called Crescendo Blues because they were playing at a club called the Crescendo. And uh, this was recorded uh, after their gig, and they went into the studio and, and, and did these tracks. Um, so that's why Crescendo Blues was called Crescendo Blues, written by Jack Sheldon. The second tune was uh, an original by Milt Jackson called Huh. H-U-H, exclamation point. And that featured James Clay's flute on that one. Then we moved to a Thelonious Monk composition, Well, You Needn't. And the final tune was written by Bobby Timmons, and uh, he named it for himself, B-T. So there you go. The legendary and um, sadly departed Frank Morgan, one of the major voices of the alto saxophone. Closing our show this evening, Certainly hope you enjoyed the music. Those of you that were with us the whole evening, great. Those of you that came in whenever you did, glad to have you aboard. Next week on the Jazz Feature, someone who was a terror on either the tenor saxophone or the alto saxophone. And it's also his birthday. Next week will be February 2nd. Groundhog Day, and that's the birthday of Sonny Stitt, and we're going to be featuring one of his finest recordings entitled Personal Appearance. That's going to be our jazz feature next week, the great Sonny Stitt, and a really fine quartet that he had together was probably one of the very few working bands that Stitt had. He was a freelancer, but he did for a short period of time, have this particular working band. And that's the band we're going to hear on this wonderful album called Personal Appearance. Next week, Groundhog Day on The Jazz Show. Just like to bid you all a very good evening and enjoy the warm weather, even though it's going to be cloudy and maybe a few sprinkles here and there. It's going to stay warm. At least we're not in the middle of a blizzard. That's nice. <laughs> we live in the tropics here. And uh, on behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, CITR, FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca, we'll see you in seven days' time. Take care. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-doo-wee